Hello and welcome to another edition of Wellbeing. I'm Iris Nichols. We're all aware of the relaxation and leisure times that are arranged for children who have or have had cancer. A time when they can perhaps forget for just a short while the discomfort and worry. But there doesn't seem to be very much done for adults. While every care and attention is given to them during their long and often arduous medical treatment, what's being done about R&R? My guest today came up with the idea that maybe something should be done to give them a day off. It's my pleasure to welcome Judith Taylor. Judith has been a presenter on wellbeing, but today I have her here with me answering questions rather than asking them. Judith, thank you for joining me. Hello, Iris. Now, I know you have a a tremendously busy schedule, but at the moment, top of the list is your project called Bald and Beautiful. What's it all about? Well, it actually originated last year, and we had the first Bald and Beautiful Day on the 11th of May last year, and that actually came about through recognition. My mother has had cancer for five years, and so that has meant a lot of visits to the Mater Hospital and to oncology and haematology, etc. And I observed that whilst the people were receiving excellent medical treatment, that they actually went home to feel very alone and sick and unimportant and feel as if basically nobody cares and then to make matters worse, then their hair falls out. And that is actually, so I'm told, is even worse than the uh, side effects of receiving the treatment. And so I kind of thought about how wonderful camp quality is for children and how the reason that it is so good is because kids can actually go and have a day of fun and give up being sick for the day. And so that became the important base of forming Bald and Beautiful Day, to have a day away from sickness. My second observation was that of the very few things that are available to cancer patients, there isn't anything available for men. What what is available is, for example, the wig library. I really haven't ever seen a man in the wig library. So they miss out completely. And so it was very important to come up with an idea that appealed to 100% of people who have cancer. And so we started actually with a a wonderful group, the prostate group, uh, of which I, I went to speak with them. And we came up with some really good ideas of what they would like to do on the day. And so we came up with things like a pampering side, which is things like massage and uh, facials and manicures and pedicures. And some of these tough guys originally said, oh, hey, I'm not going to have any of that stuff. Don't do any of that to me. And I said, well, that's all right. Just come along for the day. And uh, along with uh, plenty of entertainment and lots of fun and jokes and laughter and celebrities interacting with everyone on the day. And we specifically made the day from 10 o'clock until 2 o'clock so that it wasn't too long of a period, but just long enough to go home and feel very relaxed and pampered and special. And a day where no one knew who was actually a guest and who was actually a volunteer. There was no distinction between mm. between who was what. And so it was one day when none of that was discussed. And it was very, very important also to have it separated from a hospital environment. And so Mayfield Ex Services Club very kindly loaned, loaned us or donated us their venue and we held it there and we just had an absolutely fabulous day. Judith, in those early days when you first got the idea of doing it, 
How many people were involved in those first few days? Uh, would you believe three people? It came. The idea came out of three people putting their heads together and a lot of difficulty in terms of bureaucracy because we were dealing with an issue more difficult than the norm, if you like, because it's a health classified as a health issue and also we were on a very tight time frame we had eight weeks to pull the whole thing together and the biggest obstacle that we had was that because people felt that it couldn't be done and couldn't be done in the time they were therefore very reluctant to lend a hand so to speak and we received quite a lot of rejection along the way but that's okay it just means that you find a different way to climb around the mountain so to speak. So if there was only three of you right in the beginning, you gathered up people along the way and who eventually got themselves involved with you? We certainly did, and it was amazing once you started to create a little bit of momentum that people then start to come on board. And, for example, we had the Red Cross ladies come along and do the nails. We had the, the TAFE uh, come along and take charge of doing the, the pedicures and the facials. We had people from the WEA come along and take care of the massage side of things. And once you've got those volunteers in place, it was just amazing. The whole day was like a beehive of, of people just giving to other people so that was just quite amazing the the more difficult thing that we found was getting the word out to the guests and so there was actually I can confess now that there was a time where we only had seven people booked to come along (laughs) and it was a bit scary and and we thought well what do we do do we cancel the day And it was certainly high in the thought pattern. And then we realised that if we could make a difference in seven people's lives, then it was worth it. Mm. And so we said, well, okay, if only seven people turn up, we'll just move into a smaller room and call it an intimate affair. And I think Tony Parker from the club was just about having kittens at that idea. But uh, anyway, he went along with it and very, very supportive over there. And so, of course, we didn't. We ended up with... uh, around 65 people who were there on the day, which was really great considering the short amount of notice and how difficult it is to get the word out. And so, of course, that's very important this Mm. year is to uh, make people aware that they are most certainly very, very welcome. Anyone who either has cancer or has had cancer is most welcome to come along as one of our guests. We'll go on to that on how to contact a little bit later. When you had the idea going, did you realise how much it was going to cost? Well, the whole idea was that it was to be by the community for the community. We have had to put a $10 charge on the tickets for the guests to come along, which we've had to repeat again this year just to cover the the food expenses. But apart from that, every product we used, everyone who gave their service, absolutely everything that was there on the day was given by someone in the community. Judith, when you think about that first year and it was all a rush, you must have had a great deal of satisfaction on when it was all over. I think the thing that surprised me the most was that I expected the guests to feel wonderful because that was the, mm. the whole intention of the day. And, of course, they did. They were just absolutely raving about what a great day they had had. But the thing that I didn't realise was the actual pamperers themselves of, or, and all the volunteers on the day were 
absolutely touched, moved and inspired. Every single person in the room was affected in the same way. And unbeknown to me, I didn't know the president of the ex-services club, but apparently he was there. And he was so touched, moved and inspired that the very next day he gave us the money back that we had paid for the catering and we were able to donate that to the Wig Library. You're listening to Wellbeing. My guest today is Judith Taylor, and we're talking about an organisation called Bald and Beautiful. I guess you can describe it, Judith, as a day of fun, pampering and well-being. Is that how you would put it? It most certainly is, and we're really zooming in towards the date now because it's going to be on the 10th of May. Now, most of our year has actually been spent in setting up a a correct structure because the original day was just all slung together. And a lot of time has been spent. We are now a non-profit organisation. We're a registered non-profit organisation. We're now known as the Bald and Beautiful Foundation. And we have things, very interesting things like bank accounts and we have a 32-page constitution which was very kindly put together to us by a local solicitor. He actually had his wife sit up one night and type up 32 pages for us. So it's what we're finding now is that people are really becoming enrolled in what's going on and very excited when you start talking to people about it. Um, There's two things that really come out. One is that there are very few people anywhere in Australia who don't have a friend or a family member who has been Mm. affected by cancer. So therefore, it's one thing that we can all relate to, first of all. And secondly, because of the type of day that we're putting on, it's amazing how many people just in the street kind of come up to me when I tell them what it's Mm. about and they say, oh, you know, I know someone who does reflexology or I know someone who does Tai Chi or I know someone who who does whatever. And Mm. one of the things that actually did come out was hairdressing. And you you normally think of cancer patients as not having any hair, but that isn't everybody. And so some hairdressers have actually offered to come along and run the hairdressing segment and say they're going to do some things like um, hair curlers and hair, hair tongs and things like that, as well as hair massages. Obviously, I don't think the men would want the curlers, but they'd love a head massage. And to balance that, the martyr are actually going to send someone along from the wig library to uh, demonstrate wigs and scarves for the people who don't have hair. So it's very much... Oh, yes, I'd like to be involved with all of that. That's the attitude that you're That's what That is yeah. what we're getting. We had a, a lot of help from Rotary Newcastle Sunrise. They actually gave us some seed funding to help with the costs of uh, setting up the company. And also Mayfield X Services Club have given us some money as well. And whilst we have applied for some grants, we're not actually going to have any more money to help Mm. us between now and May. So we'll have to do what we've done before and do everything on a budget of nothing. Knowing you, I can see that's not going to be a terribly big job for you because you have a a marvellous way of encouraging people to be involved with these sorts of things. Can we just go back a little bit to to last year, just so that uh, people can get the, the idea of the work that went into it? You have entertainment on the day as well, and we'll talk about that in a minute too. Last year for entertainment, did you have any problems you know, recruiting entertainers to come and, and work? 
Absolutely not. As soon as anyone that we asked found out what the what the concept was and what the day was all about, uh, they were on board instantly. And I think that's because in the past, the only things that have been done for cancer patients has been in the form of money that's been raised. And this isn't about money. This is about a day of pampering and well-being. And so things either go in... Money has been raised to go into areas of research and also into equipment. Well, we didn't want that to be this to be anything like that. Mm. It had to be totally separate and a day that actually focuses on the people rather than on the treatment. Tell me a, a little about the people who will be entertaining us, these uh, guests. It's very important for it to be fun and we're, we're extremely fortunate to have a young boy called Joel or better known as JD the ma- magician. And why it's great that we have him coming along is because he is actually a schoolboy. And so he's having to give up his lunch hour from school to come along and see us. But if, if for anyone who's seen him, he is absolutely fantastic. And that boy has a, a great future. Uh, on the subject of magicians, we also have Super Hubert coming along. And rather funny to see him because he's the world's skinniest magician. And when he has his massage side by side with Tony Tamplin, the policeman, who is probably the world's biggest policeman it's a very interesting combination and we're going to have some other uh, interesting things the belly dancing the men just love the belly dancing it's a funny thing that and we're having a, an African drumming band we're also having having some dancing demonstrations because dancing actually makes you feel it doesn't matter if you can't get up and do mm. it to actually watch it makes you feel yeah. good as well uh, a drumming workshop which is which is going to be good that's something that people can actually participate in and, and learn how to actually use uh, use the drums mm. we're going to have Peter Lewis the cartoonist and he's from the Herald he actually roams around the room with his uh, white newspaper mm. obviously and draws caricatures of people around the room and then gives them to them as a, a memory of the day. Uh, we have another lady doing flower remedies and we also have something rather interesting called interplay but that's a, a little bit of a surprise on the day. Alright, well I won't ask you about that one. <laughs> so Judith, when you were um, you were recruiting I mean, most of these people that you've mentioned are well known here within Newcastle and the surrounding areas. Now if we had someone who was listening not within the Hunter region and were interested in picking up and doing something very similar, do you have guidelines and things for people who would like to to be involved and some suggestions on where they could get hold of entertainers? What we're, what we're aiming to do is that ultimately we want Bald and Beautiful to be similar to Clean Up Australia Day in as much as we want to have Bald and Beautiful Days in centres across Australia. And so we're, we are planning to prepare a training package for people who are wanting to do similar things in their own area. And we are also hoping to get um, a video to go with that as well, to give people an idea of what they could be doing to basically simplify uh, the putting on of the day so that uh, it saves reinventing the wheel. 
basically. And so we would encourage anyone who was interested in putting on a similar day in their own area to actually give me a call and they're most welcome to attend on the day to get some ideas and we would certainly give them follow-up and support afterwards. Okay. At the end of the program, we'll give out some telephone numbers and and contact numbers and that'll give listeners time to get hold of a, a pen and paper. Judith, have you come across any hitches? Something that you hadn't expected but sort of made you stop in your track and have to to go the other way around the mountain, as you put it? The biggest current problem that we have is that we haven't been able to get any funding. And not that that is necessarily a huge issue because people in Newcastle are just so giving that we can source what we need in other ways. But the biggest, biggest problem that we have is that these wonderful volunteers are giving up their time for the day And basically, we don't have any money to feed them. And we can't really expect volunteers to come and give of their time and their service for four hours and not provide them anything to eat. So we've really run into a brick wall as far as that area Mm. is concerned. And we estimate the cost of that is about $500. That's going to be your biggest worry between now and May the 11th when it's all over. Well, when you consider if that's Mm. the only problem or major problem that we have, we're not doing too badly. (laughs) Yeah. We mentioned food. What will you be feeding the the guests? Well, it was rather... What we did last year is we provide one, provided one main lunch in the middle, but we've done some research afterwards, talking to the guests afterwards, and they have discussed with us the idea that they are happy being happy browsers. And so therefore, or grazers, I mm. should say, not mm. browsers. And so we're going, I'm going to talk to the caterer actually tomorrow and we're going to look at doing something more like uh, providing eats with morning tea and then continuing that through as more uh, of little peckish things to eat mm. on all through the day rather than just one meal in the middle. You're listening to Wellbeing. I'm Iris Nichols and I'm talking to Judith Taylor today about Bald and Beautiful. And we're talking about a day of uh, relaxation, pampering and well-being for those adults who have had or have got cancer. And it's a way of, of lightening their load, if you like. Is that a, a true description, Judith? It's a, one day of feeling special mm. and also a day of feeling well instead of sick. At this stage, how many people have you got working with you? About 50. And that's volunteers as well as people who are entertaining and pampering and just generally looking after? Yes, yes. We have a main committee of four people, but we also have a lot of support from Rotary Newcastle Sunrise and they have been most most helpful. We also have a lady who is a professional coach who actually helped us in terms of getting our vision and and mission and our aims all in line with what we're wanting to achieve. And those things really do help when you're getting a correct structure. Even though the day is very important, if you can get that underlying foundation correctly structured in the first place, then it makes the rest of it a lot easier. If you've got about 50 people now, how many more do you think you might need? My thoughts are this, that based on what I've seen last year is that anyone who would like to come along on the day and offer their services would be most welcome. And what sort of thing would they be doing? Well, we can, anyone who can uh, help at the door, help 
the uh, guests in terms of finding a seat or getting them a cup of coffee or helping them to line up to get a, a massage or a, or their pedicure or, or whatever it might be would be good. Down to practical things. For example, if we're using foot spas, we're going to need someone who can take them outside and, and wash them. And obviously they need to be uh, specially washed because of, of health reasons. And uh, everything will help to contribute on the day. I should also mention carers. It's fine for the carers to to come along. We actually encourage carers to leave their guest with us and go off and have some fun on their own, have some time to themselves. Go and do some shopping or, or go to the hairdressers themselves. Or, have or some time for themselves mm. and, and leave the guest with us because we certainly have people who are well qualified for taking very good care of the people. So it's a win-win situation in, mm. in that example or if they want to sit in and enjoy the entertainment as well that's also fine it's entirely up to them now you were saying that you're going to have to put a small fee on onto the food that's right is there any general admittance fee for all of this it's just ten dollars ten dollars covers for basically it's to help us cover for the food Mm. everything else is uh is supplied and provided uh by people in the community and i should just mention a wonderful organisation called Synergy Massage and Spa. Last year we had a lot of problems sourcing the products that we needed because, for example, just using nail files as an example, mm. you can only use one once and it has to be thrown away. And uh, basically Synergy Massage and Spa said, give us a shopping list and we will give you anything that you want. Mm which was absolutely marvellous. And we thought, well, that was wonderful. This year we will get some funding via a grant so that we we can go and say to them, okay, this time we have some money and we will buy from you. Well, that didn't happen. And so we've had to go to them again. And they have very kindly once again said, don't worry, tell us what you need and we will give you anything you need. So, Judith, you've talked about them having massages and all of those sorts of things, what can you do to encourage people to come along who maybe think, oh, that would be all right, but not, I'm not that sort of person. How can you encourage people who certainly fit your criteria for whatever problem but are reluctant to come? I can only say what what my observation was last year, and and again I refer back to the men's group who the particular guys who came along who said, well look, I'll come along to support you, but I'm not. I've never had anything like that, and I'm not letting them touch me. And it was interesting. I had a man come over to me toward the end of the day last year who said to me. I can't believe it. He said, I have never had anything like that in my life. He said, look, I've just had a manicure, I've just had a pedicure, and I'm on my way to have a massage. And Mm. then later in the day, he could hardly get out of the chair. He was so relaxed he couldn't move. (laughs) (laughs) And so, uh, interestingly enough, uh, the gentleman who is taking our bookings, Jim, and we'll give his phone number out shortly, he is an ideal person for anyone who is not sure whether the day would be suitable for them to actually talk to Jim because he was one of our guests last year and, of course, he will be again this year. And that was why we thought he was the ideal person to talk to people on the phone about it because he has first-hand knowledge of what the day was about. He actually saw the people who were reluctant to come along and then he saw the end results of what they actually experienced. So if you've got organisations like 
the prostate cancer support group and and there must be other there groups are. like that. Exactly. Um, one way of tapping into these people is to get in touch with those particular groups. I we have done that. We have yeah. contacted the support groups. But, of course, not everyone who has cancer uh, is part of a support yeah. group or even yeah. if they are, they don't necessarily attend the meetings. Mm. And so it comes down to the fact that we all know someone who fits into that category and it's only a case of saying, hey, we've found out about a great day that's going to be on. Um, ring up this phone number and find out about it. It's only going to cost you $10 for the best day you've ever had in your life. Talking of phone numbers, somebody who wants to come along, they would ring Jim, and the number is 49281340. That's right? That's correct. Now, if they want to come along as a volunteer, is that a different number altogether? That's right, yes. Talk to me if you would like to come along as a volunteer, and my number is 4967 4245. So it's 024928. One three four zero for Jim. If you want to come along, and if you want to help out, it's o two four nine six seven four two four five. Judith, anything else that you want to relay to to all the listeners, whether it be here in the Hunter or in another state where the, the program does go? From your own personal experience, what do you feel about the day? What I got from the day was that I thought I was putting on a one-day event. And what really shocked me afterwards, that the response from everyone was just so overwhelming that there was absolutely no possibility of this thing being dead and buried. Mm. It has to go on. There is, there is no doubt about it. It was so wonderful in terms of what everyone gained from the day, whether it be a guest or whether it be a volunteer or whether it be an entertainer. I've had a couple of entertainers who are so disappointed because they are actually going to be away on the day. I mean, where do you, where do you get that? Yeah, it, it's yeah. just the, it's the one place where I have never been to anything before where I have seen so many people gain so much and be so excited about one simple little four-hour time slot. Judith, thank you very much for being here. My guest today has been Judith Taylor, and she's been telling us about the way that Bald and Beautiful started and how we intend it to go. Next week, I'll be back again, and on behalf of all of the people here, we wish you well.